Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. Yes. Good morning. Come on. Y'all ready for chats? Yes, come on, why don't you stand with me one more time. Get your exercise on in this church. Come on, who's excited to be here this morning? Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah, I came to the right place. Praise the good Lord. Yes, amen. So I'm going to be reading out of uh, John 5, starting in verse 1. So how many know that you are God's masterpiece? Amen. Yes, I just, the Lord wanted me to remind someone um, of that, that you are his masterpiece. Um, and he said he's not done with you yet. Yeah, he's not done with you yet. He's still working on you. He's still perfecting you because um, he loves you. And he uh, purposed you uh, to do great things. So he's, he's working on you. Uh, so if, if you're going through uh, some challenging times right now, God's all in it. He's all, he's all in that. He says, I'm perfecting you because you are, you are my masterpiece. Amen. He's the best artist that you can ever know. Come on. Yes, let's, let's read uh, John 5, starting in verse 1. And it says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there, it, now, now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrews Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For the angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. And then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had a, an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there, he, he knew that he had already, already been in that condition a long time. And he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. And when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise up, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked, took up his bed and walked. Come on, somebody say, I'm hungry. Say, Lord, I'm hungry. 
Yes, yes, let us pray this morning. Father, I just worship you this morning, Lord, and Lord, excited for all the things that you're, you're doing and all the things you've done in the past, Lord, and uh, we're just excited that to call you our, our Father, Lord, and have your way in this place today, Lord. We don't want regular church, Lord God. We want to see you move, Lord God. We want to see the impossible, Lord God. We want to see the supernatural happen in this place right now, Lord God. We are ready to receive all that you have for us, Lord God. I just pray for your, your direction. I pray for your provision. I pray for your, Lord God, your, your breakthrough, your, your, your power all in this place, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God. I pray that, that, uh, that we don't leave here the same as we walked in, Lord God. Thank you. We ask for transformation in this place today, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Lord God, thank you for using me as your vessel today. What a great honor it is, Lord God. Think with my mind to speak through my vocal cords today. Have your way in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give him a shout. Yes, yes. You may... You may continue to stand for the rest of the service. It never gets old. Hallelujah. So as I was preparing uh, for this sermon, I started to reflect on my childhood growing up when our family uh, got together during the holidays. Um, really big family, and um, so you can imagine the amount of food uh, that was there. I mean, we had so much food, we were able to feed a community. No, no lie. And um, I mean, we had different people coming in, in and out of our home, and we didn't know if they were relatives or, or not, so everyone became like our cousin or, or uncles or whatever. It didn't matter, because we just had so much food. Um, so my brother and I, we were really close. We, we are really close to my uncles. We have three uncles uh, that, um, that we kind of grew up with. And so we, we always wanted to, we always tried to copy everything that they did, okay. everything. And so, and so during the holidays, my, my uncles will, will um, fix their plates, and they would were, they were put like mountains of food on the plate. It was amazing that they can eat so much. Like you, they had so much food on their place, you couldn't even tell what was on it. It was just, it was just food. Just stuff just dripping off the plate, right? And so my brother and I thought that was so amazing. And so we, went, so we tried to copy them. And we tried to pile up, pile food on our plates. And so my mother and my grandmother would catch us and, and would say, boy, stop trying to be like your uncles. You have too much on your plate. Save room for dessert. So we didn't listen. And sure enough, right, after we, we tried to eat everything on the plate and we didn't have any room for dessert, we're no longer hungry. No longer hungry. Um, because we had a false sense of fullness. We, we thought that if you... If you eat so much food on, on a plate, you know, we will, we will become a man and we'll be like our uncles. But it was a false sense of, of fullness, right? And so uh, now I'm a little bit wiser. 
right? So now when, I, when we have a big feast like that, I don't want to miss anything. And so I put less on my plate so I can partake in more of the food. I mean, I, I don't want to miss out any of the goodness. I don't want to miss all the dessert. I mean, we have sweet potato pie. We have banana pudding. Uh, we had a little pound cake. Oh, my goodness. We had upside down pineapple cake. Oh, we had all the goodness there. I didn't want to miss any of that. See, when I was a kid, I missed all of that because I was not hungry because I had too much on my plate. And so I realized that in life that we, God wants us to be hungry and full at the same time. Because I believe some, some people have so much on their plate, there is no room for God to put any on it. Because of our thoughts, actions, and habits, Gives, gives us a false sense of fullness. So it's like your plate is so full because it's full of fear. It's like God, you know, God's trying to put something on your plate, but you're saying, no, my plate is too full because your, your thoughts, is give, uh, you have so much fear on your, on your plate because you're so consumed of, of to, about tomorrow. You're so consumed about what, what's happening now, so your, the, your current condition gets in the way of God trying to give you something that will fill you up. Is anyone going with me today? So we have a false sense of fullness. Amen. So God wants us to be hungry and full at the same time. See, a, a hunger is a strong desire for the manifestation of God's presence. And that hunger, you, you would do whatever it takes to get to him. See, it's about having that intimate relationship with God. When you have that intimate relationship with God, you will receive his, his heart you will receive revelation from him. I don't know about you, that's where I want to be. Always in a place of receiving from God. So we are going to learn today that an empty plate leads to fullness. The empty plate leads to fullness. Is anybody going with me this morning? So let's dive into our text today. So very familiar text. Uh, here's... Here's a man lay, uh, who was dis disabled, and he's laying, laying by, by a pool. He's been disabled for 30, 38 years. Um, and so he's laying by this pool, hoping to get in the pool. He's watching people go in and out, getting healed, but he's not able to, to do that. Now, so the, the Bible says that he's a sick man, and I don't want to label people. So, you know, I know that he doesn't, doesn't have a name, but so let's give him a name. I feel like his name is Leroy. No, I just, I don't know. I, I'm reading it. I just feel like his name is Leroy. So we call him Leroy. I know some of you may be a little more spiritual than me. You would probably give him a bi biblical name like Barnabas or Zacchaeus or something like that, right? I'm not that spiritual, right? So I could, because I believe Leroy is just a regular dude, just like you and I, who is stuck, who is stuck in the season and don't know how to get out of it. He's watching everyone else. He's at, he's in, he's at a place of opportunities, but can't take advantage of them. 
right? He's, in, he's at a place of possibilities, but can't partake in those. He's watching people going in and out of the pool and, get, and getting healed, and he's not able to do that. But he is about to have an appointment with Jesus. Something is going to change in his life. His life will never be the same. He's about to have an appointment with Jesus. So here comes Jesus. He comes and he assesses the situation, right? He's, he assessed to see what's going on. So Jesus knew that this man, he knew that Leroy has been in this condition for 38 years. But it's usually, when Jesus assesses you, it's usually more than one thing that's going on with what the eye can see. It's usually more, more than one thing going on. So Jesus come and assess the situation. The one thing I know about Jesus when he assess your situation, he will assess your activities rather, rather than your disabilities. Because, because our weakness is made perfect in his strength. So he's just like, so why, why, why aren't you moving? So he comes in to assess your activities. So are you still praying? Are you still reading his word in the season that you're in? How's, how's your faith walk? Are you, are you still doing things to pursue him? So he comes to assess your activities. Why aren't you moving? Leroy was not moving physically, but he also wasn't moving spiritually. So he's coming. He came to assess the situation. Okay, what's really going on? Right? What's really going on? Because Jesus can take care of the disabilities, right? But we, we, he needs our help to take care of the activities, right? Because we have to constantly pursue him. Amen? Are you, are you going with me? Does it make sense so far? Right? So he, he came to assess the, assess the situation. So I believe what, what the diagnosis was, he lacked hunger. He lacked hunger. He lacked hunger. See, when you lack hunger, you become desensitized to spiritual things. You no longer hear those whispers of the Holy Spirit. Go here. or Don't, don't go there. And then we, we become desensitized. We, we, we're not aware of our, our surroundings, of what's going on in the spirit realm. We, we only consume with what's going on in the natural. Right? So you become desensitized to what, you know, to spiritual things. Right? And so then also you, you become stuck in the same season. I don't know about you. I don't want to see the same thing over and over again. Like the Israelites, right? They were circling the mountain for a long time, for 40 years. The same thing that, like, all, every day they would wake up, they would see the same mountain. Every day. The same people would see the same thing every single day. They were stuck in one season, in the same season. No breakthrough, right? You know, God, God went silent. <laughs> he went silent for all of those years, right? So no, no breakthrough, right? Nothing, nothing good happening. For, 30, for 40 years, they were circling the same mountain. That is depressing. See, I believe they had a false sense of fullness. 
they had a false sense of fullness they, because they thought the food that God provided for them, right, right, uh, took care of the spiritual cravings. Right. So they they thought so they so they, they thought they had a false sense of, of fullness. They they had a wrong idea of hunger. So they hunger for natural things. But God wanted them to hunger for spiritual things. They had a hung. So God wanted them to hunger for him, not for what he can give them. Are you going with me so far? So 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 which uh, kept them stuck in the same season. I don't know about you. I don't want to be stuck in the same season. So here's Leroy. He is, he is stuck, but he was not aware of his surroundings. He was not aware of his surroundings. So what was, what was his surrounding? What was he surrounded by? Well, he was surrounded by a sheep gate, a pool, and five porches. A sheep gate, a pool, and five porches. So the sheep gate, right, had a gate. You open up the gate and you get into the pool. So you had to go through the gate before you get into the pool. So the sheep gate represent Jesus. There's only one way through. And it's through, it's through Jesus. The pool represents the Holy Spirit. Right? Water represents the Holy Spirit. And, and some um, Bible scholars say that the five Five uh, porches re represent, like Paul says, the fivefold ministry. So Leeway was at church. He was at church, right? Because Jesus was there, the Holy Spirit was there, and the fivefold ministry was there. So he was at church. Amen? And so, so Jesus came and he asked him a question. He asked him a question. He says, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? I mean, so I, I noticed, so maybe Leroy got offended by the question because the question may have been insensitive to, to him because he never really answered the question. He, he just made excuses. He was just like, he's just like, well, well, listen, I, I, I've been waiting for, for someone to come by and put me in the water, but no one, no one came by, you know, to, to do that. So he's, he was making, making excuses, you know. Uh, I've seen Pastor Steve get, get blessed, you, you know. Um, um, I saw him going in and out, and, you know, he's worshiping God, and he, 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 God transformed him, heals him. But I, I, can't, I can't do it. I can't get there. No one's there to, to help me. No, no one's there to, to help me. Right. So he just he so he he may have been offended by the question. He's like, I, of course, I'm here. Like I am here. I want to be made well. I'm, I'm I'm here. Right. But nothing is happening to me. Nothing is happening to me. So so Jesus asked him a question. The, that question is very important. I thought the question is appropriate because. Jesus is basically saying, do you want change or do you want easy? Because easy will be waiting for someone to pick you up and put you, put you into the pool, but change will be you get up yourself and pick up your bed and take it in the name of Jesus and walk. And walk yourself. That will be change. See, some people want easy, but they don't want change. 
right? So some people want God to do everything for, for them, right? But they don't want change. So, so, or they want change, but don't want to change their behavior. Right? I mean, some people have been living with the, uh, the same attitude for 38 years. You've been ruining relationships for 38 years. Like something has to change, right? So we're asking God to, to deliver us or to heal us, to bless us or whatever, and God's waiting for you to change. To change. If you are part of the problem, you must be part of the process of change. Right? And so, 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 if you want change, you got to be a part of that process. So it's a very important question. Like, do you want to be made well? Like, do you want to change or do you want easy? Because change isn't easy. We have to put the work in it. Right? We, we have to uh, align ourselves with the word of God. We have to align ourselves with God's instructions for our lives. So change isn't easy. It doesn't come easy. Right? It takes work. So if you want change, you want easy. Or do you want easy? So it's a very important question. Because So Jesus asked, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Do you want to? Because hunger is an active state. It's an active state. Hunger is an active state. It requires action. You know, when you get hungry, you, you want to eat. I don't know about you. I have to just say this to you. I have to sh share this. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably not the best person to be around when I'm really, really hungry. I'll just be honest with you. I don't know, something just happens to me. It's just, I don't know if it's like a demon that comes and take over me for a moment or something just happens to me. I just, I like, I almost feel like I lose it. It's, it's, it's like I, I get so agitated, but all, I'm, all, all I want to do is like, I don't want to talk to anyone or whatever. I just want to eat something. <laughs> just feed me. I just want to eat. Amen. So, so hunger is an active state, right? You must have a hunger to want to. Your want to must be driven by your hunger. Is anyone going with me this morning? How many people are just sitting on their opportunities, just sitting by, by opportunities, right, but won't take advantage of them because they lack hunger, Right? And so, so how many people have, uh, have all these gifts that, that God wants you to, to, to use, but you don't use them because you lack hunger? So you don't lack resources. You don't lack power. You don't lack ability. You lack hunger. 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 God wants us to hunger for him. Hunger for him. It's that hunger that should drive you to seek him more. There's that hunger to drive, him, drive you to know him more. God wants us to have that hunger, hunger. You know, a, a, 
people stop coming to church, not because they lose their faith, they lose their hunger. Oh, man, is anyone going with me? This has got quiet up in here. Come on, I need some people to help me out with this message this morning. Come on. So, so here's a question, a couple of questions for you. What are you observing, observing when you should be pursuing? Are you admiring what you should be accomplishing? So here's Leeward. He's sitting by. He's admiring people going in and out of the pool. And he's saying, I would love to do that, but I can't. I'm stuck. He's watching people accomplishing goals and, and, and all that, but he can't do it because he is stuck. He is stuck. He is stuck. But your hunger, your, your hunger, must be, your want to must be driven by your hunger. See, when, when your want to is driven by your hunger, your hunger would turn your want to into action. It's about action. Like, do you want to be made well? Do you really want, like, how bad do you want what God has for you? It's a very good question. What opportunities that God has for you, and you're sitting on there, you're sitting on them and waiting for God to move, but he's waiting for you to hunger for those things. Wow. Like, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Are you with me? So I believe that God, God is assessing our hunger. I believe he's going to different churches and he's assessing our hunger. Right? Because he doesn't want regular church. Right? He wants, he wants people to hunger for him. Because if we hunger for him, right, we will receive more of him. So he wants, he's, he's assessing our situation. He's, he's assessing our hunger. He's assessing what do we have on our plates. Right? What, what, what's feeding us? Is it fear feeding us? Is it doubt feeding us? Right? Are we feeding the flesh or are we feeding the spirit? Because whatever you feed will grow. That's right. That's right. That's right. What do you spend most of your time doing? Are you feeding the flesh or are you feeding the spirit man? Are you trying to get close to him or are you just settling for being close to the world? There you go. Come on, we're at church. We got to talk about tough stuff, right? Come on, God wants us to have a hunger for him to chase. Could you imagine if all of us have that hunger for God and we constantly chase after him? We will see him. We will see in, in, in our midst things will change and transform and people will be delivered. God's still about raising people up from the dead. God's still about healing people. Amen. You don't have to settle for the condition that you are in. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be better than you were last week, last year? Or do you, are you going to settle for the year that you had last year? Amen. I don't know about you, but I want more of God. If I want more of God, I need to hunger for him. I need to continue to chase after him. I'm not going to settle for easy. Because easy did not get me here. It didn't get me here. And it won't get me past the next season. Easy's not going to get you out of the season that you're in. 
It's going to take some hunger to get to God. It's going to take some hunger to get to where he wants you to be. Church needs to get back up and hunger for God. We need to call on him, pray on, pray with him all, all night long until he comes, until he appears. Amen. We need to get back to the basics, right? The basics is the hunger and thirst after him. Come, how many people say want to hunger for God? How many have that hunger? Say, God, I'm hungry. Like, I'm hungry. I'm not settling for less. I'm not settling for less. I want more of you. I want to see more. I want to see more. I'm, I'm, I don't want just what I see now. I want, I want to see more. I want to see you transform. I want to see you walk into your, your, your calling. All right? I want you to use your gifts. I want more. I want more. I want to see more. Amen? So he's assessing our hunger. He's assessing what's on our plate. So what are you craving? And what are you consuming? Because whatever you crave, you will consume. And whatever you consume, you will crave. So he's assessing our hunger. He's assessing what's on our plate. See, hunger is contagious. You need to get around some hungry people. It is contagious. Hunger is contagious. Amen? Get around some people. We need some Joshua's and Caleb's in this place who believe in God no matter what. Amen. You remember them. They are two of the 12 spies, right? And so they, they believed in God's promise, right? And so the, the, ten, the, ten spies, the, the 10 spies really aggravate me. They really do because I'm thinking about it. I mentioned this in our leadership uh, uh, meeting yesterday. It's just, it's just like because they all heard the same message before then before that time. So they all heard that God say, I'm giving you a land that was filled of milk and honey. So, they, so God told Moses to go send 12, 12 spies to, to scout the land because it was the land that he was giving. They all heard the same message. So they really annoyed me. So they, both, they came back with two different reports. So you're like, well, how does that even happen? How does that even, even happen? So I believe this, the, the, uh, the 10 spies report didn't happen overnight. Wow. It didn't happen overnight. It wasn't the first time they lacked faith, whatever, or they lacked hunger, right? They were doing it in secret. It wasn't the first time all of a sudden they see these big giants and they, and they got intimidated. No, that's what, that's, that's what they were doing all along. That's right. That's because I, I, whatever you consume and crave in secret will manifest under pressure. It will, it will manifest under pressure, right? So if you, if you crave or you consume the word of God, that will manifest under pressure. Right? So when, you, when, you, you, when you're under pressure, you'll be able to, to, to uh, recite the word of God because you, you know the word, right? You, you give your situation the word, amen? And so you know how to handle that, that pressure. The pressure is not designed to destroy you. It's, the, it's designed to reveal you. It's to reveal what God put inside of you. Right. It's those it's those, you know, those giftings and those the, the word that he put inside of you, the things that he's doing in your life, the way that you you persevere, the way that you overcome. That's what needs to come out under pressure. Yes. 
Amen. Your time with God that you, you spend, it's just secret time with God, comes out under pressure. It manifests under pressure. Amen. So if you're quoting scriptures and reminding God of what he said in, in secret, that's what's going to come out under pressure. Come on, somebody should go with me this morning. Come on. This goes against that Sunday faith. God wants more than Sunday faith. Amen. You don't come here, just get pumped up on Sundays, right? And then act different on Mondays, right? And lose your faith on Tuesdays. Amen. So he, this is more than just Sunday faith, right? So people who truly hunger for God, they realize that loving him takes all week. It takes all week, right? Every day. So, so it just goes against that Sunday faith. Amen? Hunger for God. God, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I want more. I want more. I want more than what I see. I'm not settling for this. I know we're in a pandemic. I know the world's going through tough times, right? But, you're, God, you're still God. You're still God. You're still moving. I want to move when you move. I want to be where you are. You're still God. I want more. I want to see more. Right? I want to see more. I want to see more people blessed. I want to see more people healed. I want to see more people experience breakthrough, experience freedom. I want to see more people hunger for you, God, and, and actually see you. We don't, I don't want regular church. I want more than this. I want to see people laid out, right, seeking you, calling on your name, Lord God, and your spirit just fall on all of us, Lord. I want to see people who just came and just thought that they were just visiting the church and had no idea that their lives were changed. I want to see that. I want to see marriages restored. I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to see children give their lives to the Lord. I want to see children hunger for God. I want to see children worshiping at the altar, calling on his name. I want to see more. I don't want regular church. I want to see more God. If you're not here, I don't want to be here. I want to see more. I'm hungry. God, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, God. I want to see more of your presence. I want more of your presence. I'm not going to settle for anything less than your presence. I want more. Somebody say, I want more. Somebody online, tap, tap in the chat. I want more. I want more, God. Feed me. Feed me, Lord. Feed me. Hallelujah. So your hunger would determine your spiritual growth. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 6, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after, after righteousness. They shall be filled. They shall be filled. I love that. It said, blessed, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. So it doesn't say if I hunger, I am blessed. It says, because, because I hunger, He's no, no, he says, I'm blessed 
because I hunger. So uh, because I'm blessed, I hunger. Amen. <laughs> because I'm blessed, I have a hunger for God. Because I'm blessed, I have a hunger for God. Blessedness is something spiritual. Blessedness is a condition of the heart. It is a result of something that happens in us. So regardless of what's happening around us, we remain unmoved. Because I'm blessed. Because I'm blessed. Right? Because I'm blessed. And so this reminds me when Jesus was tempted on the mountain by the enemy. Right? And so we, we have to understand that the enemy will always tempt us with our cravings. Whatever you crave, he will try to give it to you. Right? So here, so, cause, so the enemy knows that we need food. That's why it's, so hard, it's hard for people to fast. Edwin and I had this conversation last week. You know, uh, we're talking about, about fasting. The, in, the enemy knows that um, you know, we, we need food because it's, it's a deficiency. He knows we, we won't be able to survive if we don't have food, right? So that's why some people have a hard time fasting. You know, it's amazing when we, we call a fast and, you know, people get very creative with fast, right? They're like, yeah, I'm going to fast social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fine, but that should be a daily thing. Right. Not that you shouldn't go on social media, but you should manage your time. Right. How often you're on it. That should be, a, you don't need to have a fast from social media. You should discipline yourself. Right? We get very creative and say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fast this, I'm going to fast that. But you hardly ever hear people say, I'm going to actually fast food. Because we like food. But the, 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 the thing that we like the most is, is should be the thing that we give up. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what you say, Zach always says, if you can't say amen, say ouch. <laughs> right? So, so fasting is, is a, fasting food is the hardest thing to give up. But here's Jesus. He was fasting. He's on, on a mountain, and, the, and the, the, the enemy tried to offer him food. But what an amazing response Jesus had for the, for the enemy. And I believe that he wants us to respond the same way. He says in Matthew 4, 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Do you see what Jesus just did here? He prioritized his hunger. He prioritized his hunger. He wasn't hungry for the things of the flesh. He was hungry for spiritual things. He says, I'm not going to feed off of fear. I'm not going to feed off of temptation. I'm not going to feed off of what you have to offer, right? I'm going to feed off the word of God. If you don't feed off of the word of God, you will settle for anything. Right? 
Amen. So he said, he said, you're not going to tempt me with the fleshly things. Right. Just give me something spiritual to, to eat. Amen. What a great response. I was reading that. I thought the church would shout when I said that. And all that. I was just like, wow, that was going to be powerful. People are going to stand and just like shout and say, praise. Preach it, pastor. Amen. But maybe next time. So he, so he wasn't tempted by uh, uh, worldly things or what the enemy had to offer, right? He says, I'm going to feed off of the word of God. And that's, should, that should be our response. Anytime that we are tempted by the world, he said, our, our response should be, a man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So you must have the word. You must feed off of the word of God. Amen. Amen? Amen. So an empty plate leads to fullness. Mm. An empty plate leads to fullness. Like when you are in God's presence, nothing else should matter. Nothing else to matter. And we should go to God with an empty plate. Right? It's nothing else should matter. Nothing else should matter. I'm focusing on you. Nothing else should matter, Lord God. I am hungry for you. Feed me. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. So if I'm always hungry, I'm always filled. If I'm always hungry, I'm always filled. God, come to me. Lord God, God, I'm coming to you, Lord God. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. What do you have to give me today? Right. I bind fear. I bind worry. Right. I bind what what I what the condition that I'm in right now. It doesn't matter. Lord God, feed me. I'm not ask. I'm not asking for spiritual things. Feed me spiritually, Lord God, because in your presence, presence, there is fullness of joy. It's fullness of joy. So if you give me that joy, I can overcome any obstacle in my life. Because now I'm feeding off of what you are giving me. I'm feeding off of your word. You're just confirming what I've been reading yesterday. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just confirming what, what, you, uh, what I'm experiencing in my secret place. I'm, that's what I'm feeding off of. So we, we, we lose hope because we stop feeding off of God's presence or God's word. Amen. Amen. So, God, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Feed me. Feed me. My plate is empty. It's no longer full of those thoughts, those actions, and those habits that gave me a false sense of fullness. My plate is empty. Feed me. Feed me, Lord. Feed me. That should be every day. That should be every day we come to God with an empty plate. Right? Because the Bible tells us to die daily. So to die daily, we come to God with an empty plate and he will fill us up every day. Every day. Is anybody blessed by that? So we need the church needs to get back to being hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. So we need to stir up a hunger in this place. We need to stir up a hunger in this place, a hunger for God. 
Amen. I don't want you to walk through these doors ever again, right, and not be hungry for God, right? And if you don't feel hungry, just get with some people who are hungry. Right, come to our prayer meetings on Wednesday, Wednesday mornings with the guys. Amen, amen. You see some hungry men. Some hungry men. You think uh, men just like that, you know, like a, a, a natural meal. No, 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 they, they, they like spiritual food as well. Right, come on, come on Thursdays. If you're hungry, come on Thursday evenings and join us for prayer at 7, seven o'clock. Come, come on here Sunday mornings, early Sunday mornings for our servant circle. Amen. Come for worship. Come early enough for worship. Amen. Amen. You want, we'll stir up a hunger in your, in, in your life. Amen. Get around some hungry people. Amen. Get with some people. Have coffee with them. Have a meal with them. Amen. Amen. They tell you about they, what the Lord is doing in their lives. We're going to stir up a hunger in this place. I want this church to be a lighthouse in this community. I don't care where we are. We can pray for a building. We can get a new building. It doesn't matter, right? Hunger have to be in this place. We're going to be a lighthouse. We're going to change lives. I'm not going to settle for anything less. I just want some hungry people to come with me. Amen? And we're going to stir up this community. Amen? It's not going to be the same. I believe that heaven will come to earth here in this place. Amen. I believe that a hunger will be stirred up and people will give their lives to it. People will start coming back to church. That's my prayer. I know that. I know that. I'm not going to settle for anything less, less than that. I'm not going to settle for anything less. We need to stir up a hunger in this place. We need to stir up a hunger in this place. I want more of God. I'm hungry, God. So how do we stir up a hunger for God? have a little graphic up here. Hopefully we have it. Hopefully we have it. Praise the good Lord. Yeah. This is how you stir up a hunger. The first one is through the word. It's through the word. Word. See, God wants us to be hungry and filled at the same time. And it's through his word that we do that. So you, you can't, you, you can't uh, listen to God's teachings and pick and choose what you ingest or not. So you must ingest the word and apply the word. Then it's obedience. When you obey God, even when it's not easy. It wasn't easy for Leroy. He was stuck out of pool watching everyone else well, go in and, and out. Right. And, and so so everyone else went into the pool. Do you, do you realize that Leroy never went into the pool? Jesus healed him. He didn't even he never had to go in the pool because it required obedience. It, may, he, it wasn't easy for him. He didn't walk for 38 years. For 38 years, he, didn't say, he was in the same con condition. So Jesus came and he says, he told him to do something that he was not accustomed of doing. Doing something that did not make sense. He says, get up. Get up and pick up your bed and walk. But I wasn't walking before I got here. But some people just waiting for God to just put them in the pool. Say, no, you get up. You walk on water. You get up. You pick up your bed and walk. So it required obedience. Then intimacy. When you do whatever it takes to get close to God. That's how you stir up a hunger. Do whatever it takes to get close to God. 
Say, God, I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to keep seeking you until I find you. Because your word says if I ask, I knock, I seek, the door will be open. I'm going to keep going until you open the door. I'm going to keep seeking you until you open the door. I'm going to keep knocking until you open the door. And following him stirs up a hunger. You desire to be where he is, and you want to follow where he is going. I want that to be this church. I want that to be this church, church who wants to follow God wherever he is. Amen? In prayer, prayer, prayer is that inner craving to know Christ in a fuller and richer way. That's how you stir up a hunger for God. You stir up a hunger for God. Are you with me? Come on, stand to your feet. I want this church to be hungry. I'm not going to settle for anything less. I want us to have reverence for God. I want us to have reverence like he is here. God is here. He is here right now. But the question is, are you? No, are you really here? Are you present in his presence? Are you really here? Because God is here. He's available. He's available to speak to you. He's available to speak to you. Some of you is asking God to do something in your life. To, to change something in your life. He's ready to do that. But he said, we got to do it together. I may, I may tell you to do something that you're not comfortable with because you've been in the same condition for, for this long. So I may tell you to do something that you're not comfortable with. But it's needed. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to change you. I believe God is asking some people here this morning. I truly believe that because he wants us to hunger for him. I really truly believe God is asking some people here, do you want to be made well? Do you want to? Do you want to? God wants want to people who has a hunger to want to. Who has a want to, to to be in his presence, to be next to him, to sit at his feet, wants, want more of him, not for what he has in his hand, but just who he is. If the church could just come and just celebrate and worship God for just who he is, not for what he can give you, all oh, the church would change. It would change. We get so consumed. We have so much on our plates. We get so consumed with the everyday life, everyday life, everyday life. God said, I'm not, that, I'm not concerned with, with, with that because um, I can change that in a heartbeat. I'm just concerned with you being present 
in my presence. Because if you are, and if you come to me with an empty plate, I will fill it for what you need to get through to what you're going through. Don't be stuck in the same season. All we have to do is come to God with an empty plate. Say, I'm letting go of the past. Truly letting go of the past. I'm letting it go. I'm letting go of some fear. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. God said, let it go. I would take care. I would give you an empty plate filled with my goodness. You just have to let it go. God knows what you've done in your past. He said, I'm, I'm done with that. God's saying to someone today, I am done with that. Stop holding on to it. Empty your plate. Empty your plate. God's saying, I'm not answering you because you keep talking about the same thing. You keep, you keep holding on the same things. Why are we still having this conversation? I've forgiven you. I've let some things go. I've given you grace and mercies. My, the Bible says that my mercies are new every day. So that means we should come <laughs> with an empty plate to God every day. Why are you still holding on to the past? Very difficult to control the past. You know why? Because it passed. So God's gone silent in your life because you're dwelling on things that is gone. And God's like, he's in the now moment. He's still the God of the past. He is the, still the God of today and will be the God of tomorrow. But he said, I done moved on. I done moved on. So someone here today has to move on. Someone today has to move on. God said to someone today, empty your plate. And watch me fill it. Watch me fill it. The more you come to me, the more I fill it. God wants us to hunger and be full at the same time. Wants to hung, hunger and be full at the same time. That should be an ongoing relationship with him. To be hungry and full at the same time. To be hungry and full at the same time. To be hungry and full at the same time. The church will change. Your communities will change. Your families will change. I know that. I want that. I want that for this church. I want that for my life. I'm not going to settle for anything less than that. God's going to move in this place. He's going to answer prayers. He's going to heal. He's going to deliver so people receive Christ as their Lord and Savior for real, for real. Not that Sunday faith, for real, for real faith. I want that. I want that. I want to surround myself with hungry people. If you are on my leadership team, I'm going to tell you this right now. God is assessing your hunger. 
He's assessing your hunger. What do you have on your plate? What's feeding you? What's feeding you? Because whatever you crave and consume in secret will manifest itself under pressure. Leading the church is full of pressure. Leading God's people is full of pressure. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. So I'm going to open up the altars today. Here's what we're going to do. I don't care who you are. You could be saved for, for uh, 80 years. That would be old. You would be really old. That's okay. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you, you, your relationship with God, whether just you just have a relationship with God yesterday or maybe today. Maybe today is the start of your relationship with God. Maybe today you want to receive the, Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Welcome to the family. We want you to do that. God's, God say, God say, you've now emptied your plate. Now I'm going to put something on it that will fill you. But I don't care where you are in your life, what condition that you're in, what's going on in your life. Amen. God wants us today to empty our plates. He wants us to come to the altar with empty plates. So that's the altar call today. That is the altar call today. God's saying that come to the altar with an empty plate. And if you're watching online, God is telling you right now, something in your life is going to change. God said, I have an appointment with you. I have an appointment with you. But I need you to empty your plate. And you watch me fill it right now in Jesus' name. So I'm opening up the altars right now. If you want to come to the altar and say, God, I'm going to release everything. It's power and release. Just come to the altar and just release stuff. Just release stuff. And before you walk away, you will have an empty plate and God's going to fill it. That's the altar call today. So if that's you today, just come to the altar. If you want God to fill your plate, just come to the altar. If you need to release some things, just come to the altar and receive him today. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.